Now, Adam Pengilly's got a lot of contacts and you know information. Mm. I wonder if he had any sort of inkling about your foray back into horse ownership. Morning to you, Adam. Morning, Jared. Morning, boys. You've kept this very quiet, Loz. Very, very quiet. I'm a bit concerned about that. Yeah, I have, Adam. I didn't want to tell anyone. I wanted to surprise everyone. And I didn't want to announce it until Foxy started running. But she'll be running tomorrow. And very excited. Yeah. Tell, tell me this. Four jump-outs in preparation for its debut <laughs> run. That, to me, stinks of an absolute plunge about to happen. <laughs> uh, four jump-outs. You're getting ready. You're getting ready. Couple, couple jump-outs. Jump you didn't tell me there were four. Oh. You were talking this down. This is 550 into 370, and you've told us nothing. Well, mm. I'm waiting for the signal. <laughs> I might I have missed the signal. Sounds <laughs> things I've missed it. <laughs> I haven't read the emails. <laughs> you're waiting for the signal from T Bus. <laughs> yeah, T Bus. I'll get it. We'll have to get you on the program. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I, in all seriousness, I did notice her last jump out, and she she found the line pretty well. But was, was she the one that was stuck in the barriers and missed the kick by about yes. three mm. points? Yes. We watched that one. Okay. Yeah. What do you reckon, Jared? There was a you know they snagged her back just to yeah, try, yeah. And, try and hide her. Well, she will be better over further distance, though, Adam. Yeah, it sounds like you're on the circuit, Loz. Better, better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not good at six o'clock at night, but about midnight, I come into my own. Look out. <laughs> uh, we saw the Golden Slipper winner, Fireburn trial. Yeah, she looked pretty good yesterday at Warwick yeah. Farm, Jared. Um, a bit hard to watch the majority of that trial, given the hazy or foggy conditions there yesterday at Warwick Farm. But she just poked her nose through late in the last 100 metres or so and hit the line relatively nicely under Brenton Abdullah. So I think Gary Fortelli is... Aiming at the run to the Rose on Saturday week, obviously on the path towards the Golden Rose, where she's probably going to meet his uh, good colts to Jarden as well. So can't wait to see a couple of the better fillies back with uh, obviously herself. She's extreme potentially going around this week, and uh, we got a real test of that goal to perform at the start of three-year-old season for, the, for those spring three-year-olds. Enemo's heading towards the George, mate. Yeah, potentially. Uh, Ray Thomas written the Telegraph today that James Cummings is saying that's probably the most likely option for his second start of the spring, which is fantastic news to see him in Sydney again for another start. Um, potentially a big clash with Zaki, Jared, uh, heading towards that race. Zaki will resume, obviously, in the Tramway Stakes this weekend. I'd love to see two of the best horses in the country go against each other over the Randwick Mile. And um, it looks a really suitable race for Animo as he progresses towards the Cox Plate later in the campaign. Uh, obviously, I think... James has done this a lot in the past with all these star colts. He likes to get on the fresh side and have three, four, five weeks between runs. A real suit Animo really nicely. So at this stage, that's the plan, and I uh, can't wait to see him back at the race in a few weeks' time. We have a new ATC chairman, mate. Yeah, Peter McGoran Lodge is going to take over as the chairman of the ATC. Obviously, been on that board for the best part of six months now, and obviously with Matt McGrath's term coming to an end, uh, Peter's going to step up and do that role. And I had a chat to Peter, I think, a couple of weeks ago, actually. And uh, among some of his uh, priorities is trying to get the crowds back to some venues like Canterbury, or not so much Canterbury with the Knights, but Warwick Farm in particular. He's a massive advocate of racing at Warwick Farm in that Liverpool area. It's a, it's a huge growth area for uh, a lot of residents and different uh, sort of res- residential corridors opening up. So he wants to try and work on that. It's going to be a massive priority for him. So well done to Peter. I'm sure the ACC will be in very safe hands. Intrigued by your story or column in the Sydney Morning Herald today under the headline Red Zone, why all eight games should start at the same time. Now tell us what you're talking about here in the final round, what's starting or kicking off all eight games at the same time, like we see on the last day in the English Premier League season. Yeah, a bit of a think tank, Jared. I, you know, I love my overseas sports, in particular the English Premier League, and I'm a massive fan. If, if ever you watch the last season of the English, uh, last day of the English Premier League season, all ten games kick off at Sunday three o'clock, and it is just absolute chaos and mayhem. If you've got a title race still going ahead, if you've got teams are trying to qualify for the Champions League. Uh, obviously promotion and relegation, but in particular relegation on that final day of the season, and it is just great theatre and. 
Listen, I know the broadcasters probably won't agree to it because they like having all eight games spaced out across the course of the weekend. But I think the NRL's got a real opportunity to try and make this a massive television product by having all games start on a Friday night, say, at 7.30. And I suppose from an integrity point of view, it just makes it a little bit easier for recovery time getting into the first week of the finals. And we're going to get a situation this week where, I suppose, let's put it this way, if the Broncos didn't get thrashed by the Eels last week and only had a narrow loss, well then... Virtual going to the last round of the season with the Broncos and the Raiders on the same amount of competition points and very uh, very similar for and against. And oh, I was just thinking about thinking the Raiders get a massive advantage by waiting to the last game of the season, knowing exactly what they have to do and watching the Broncos on the Saturday night against the Dragons to qualify for the finals. And that sort of takes a bit of the inequity away as well. It's just, it's just a piece I, I've been thinking about for a while, Jared. I'm not sure it's whether it's right or wrong, but I think the NRL will, will, will think about it. Whether it goes ahead, I, I highly doubt it. But I'd, I'd love to see it. Like, would you, you guys not agree? It'd be a great television product and have viewers the chance to switch between games and choose which game they want to watch on a Friday night on both either, either 9 or Fox? Love it. Yeah, I don't mind it either. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I, I think it, it, it is... You know, the hardest thing is going to obviously convince a broadcaster. Yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, It'll be hard to get across the line with those, but whether the NRL can offer them some sort of you know deal in, in return, give them something else in the next broadcast cycle to say, let's trial this for, for the final round of the season. But you know we, we've got a cop this year. We're going to have the Sharks going to play the finals, obviously. Raiders are a very good chance. They're both playing on the Sunday, on the last day of the season. And the NRL is trying to schedule week one finals and recovery times. Well, you know what happens if the I don't know, for example, they have to play a team that played on Thursday night this week, and they've got an extra three days jump start mm. up the following week. I know they're only very small things, and, and I also thought That's about the prospect. Yeah, in recovery, it does this time of year. Definitely. Yeah, and I've also thought about the prospect of having that weekend for, for NRLW games. Put them right in the spotlight on a Saturday mm. and Sunday and, and say, OK, you've got clean air with the men's competition finishing on the Friday night and um, see the, how it goes. The other thing it might stop too, Adam, is if, if you know the result of the games, then you may rest players. Yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah. Like if you play after a certain team plays yeah, you and you know you can't change your position on the table, you might go, well, you know what? I'm going to withdraw six players yeah. Yeah. from this game. Per- or the other thing, if you know you've only got – you might only have four days recovery before the first final rather than seven days recovery, yeah. significant difference, difference in and around am I going to rest blokes or not? Yeah, there's a per- two perfect examples this week. So let's say um, – Let's say Parramatta beat Melbourne on, on Thursday night. Well, the Roosters and Rabbitohs are playing for virtually nothing on Friday night, yeah. uh, virtually for a home final. So why wouldn't they rest, guys? And again, with, with the Raiders on the weekend, say if the Dragons happen to beat the Broncos on Saturday night, well, the Raiders aren't going to get beat by 40 or 50 points by the Tigers. So why would Ricky risk a couple of his stars who might be carrying niggles? So yeah. I don't know. Just food for thought, boys. I like it. You can read about that in the Sydney Morning Herald today. Thanks so much, Adam. See you, boys.